welcome to another episode of Former Overachiever by Lily. Happy New Year! Um, I hope you had a great New Year and Happy New Year. Um, In light of the New Year, I decided that I'm going to be doing themes for each month just to be better organized in terms of content. And so um, January will be life changes. I thought this would be a good theme, especially since a lot of the New Year's resolutions that most people have is to make life changes. And I thought this would be fitting and we'll just be exploring that topic in various aspects. And today we will be talking about life's defining moments and why not me. So um, I define life defining moments as pivot points. It's like those experiences that shifted the way your perspective and your priorities on how you go about your life I've thus far would like to say experienced two of them and yeah they've impacted who I am today and I thought that it's good for us as people to analyze ourselves similar to how in English class and in literature classes you sat down and you analyzed the book from the beginning middle and end we defined like what was the climax of the plot what events uh, did the characters go through that shifted all the overall trajectory of our lives and similarly we are the main characters of our lives and we have a sim- snippet of the beginning and we're in the middle <laughs> right now and so it's nice to take that and figure out like what are these moments that surprised you or intentionally shifted the way that you see the world and how you move into them and so I my biggest pivot point I've had two in my life one is coming to the states and the second one is um when um my grandmother died uh freshman year and I defined them as the two most pivot points because I think they've impacted the overall trajectory of my life coming to if I didn't come to America there's a whole other life I might be leading somewhere in Kenya or wherever I would be in the world right now and then um my grandmother's death which I'll be going deep deep into to almost showcase you this train of thought when I think about analyzing these life pivot points so um when my grandmother died that was the first time I truly experienced death and the whole concept of like our mortality became very central to my life because it sounds weird but I never thought of people dying I just I thought of existence but I never thought of death and it's probably because I was quite sheltered um like yes my parents would be like oh this or this of our friends like died but they were not someone that was close to you and so when you lose someone who was central for your life like you clearly remember them you share so many moments with them it's just weird um overall and like yes I watched a lot of media and people write about death and the way that they write it and the way that they capture it I think there's a way of making it quite simple and it's a very complex process and 
the way that you grieve will not be similar to how another person grieves and it will take different um, shapes and forms and it's also almost like a relationship that evolves over time and how you look at it and their cultural aspects about how um, we care for people who've died and in their remembrance and so I think her death made me I made me realize how much this life is my own because at the end of the day she had to breathe the last breath like think about that no one can do that for you and so when I became settled in that kind of morbid idea of it I realized if I'm the person who has to take my last breath similar to I as a child was the only person who could breathe into this life because kids have to breathe once they come out of the womb and check their lungs and make sure that they're okay if in my birth and in my death I have to do that all alone why in the space in between would I want to live in accordance to someone else and to carry so much weight what other people think of you so much and I think it just made me want to live my life and have ownership of my life which I don't think honestly I had um, prior to that I think I was very much raised so aware of how so many people have contributed into my development and um, my overall growth that it was a degree of I have to make these people happy I have to almost a sense of duty towards my existence towards them and um as i sat longer and i thought about it yes but yes i do have a duty to a certain degree but uh, at the heart of it like my parents never sat down with me and they're like lily you have to be a lawyer you have to be a doctor you have to be all these things they said we want you to be successful and to be successful is a very vague word and that can come in different ways and it that's not limited to just um, monetary um, spaces you can be successful in your relationships and how you impact people and the qualitative qualitative things that we most um, don't think about as often and so once I came to terms with that I also had this thing like I need to do something for myself on my own for once in my life because for those 18 years, I want to say by freshman year, I was either 18 or 19. For those 18 and 19 years, I had been leaving. At, I had never really done something for myself. Um, truly, like, gone out there and just did something. So um, that year, I decided, because it was November, so then into the new year, I was like, okay... Uh, something I was like what is something that I really want to do and I was like oh I've always wanted to go to Korea and that's something that I would like to do and it's part of a sense of owning my life rather than before I was oh waiting for junior year when I would go or waiting for this to happen or when he, to like my parents would give me the money and I was like you know what I'll get a job on campus I saved my money I like did the research, I found a school, and I figured it out, and 
I went there and this was like the first time like we grew up traveling overall but this was the first time that I left the country by myself to um, a place I didn't know I actually dealt with the entire like visa process on my own I dealt with having to find a place to live on my own all these other things and I decided to financially support myself through this venture um entirely because it was a sense of the whole thing of like if you're gonna do something on your own and go out into the world to experience life if you're really wanting to build this whole ethos of ownership of one's life you also have to take ownership of the hard parts of life and so i yeah i was like okay i'm gonna finance this and i figured it out um got like um companies to sponsor me and all of that and so off i went to korea and um i just like now looking back i'm like wow lily you're fearless and it's crazy because i always say always when i was a kid i was told like lily you're so fearless and I think this was the first time in a long while I was truly fearless. I think something happened in between, I think. It's just like growing up and becoming a teenager as I went through this phase where I was very fearful of the world for the first time in my life. And now I just felt like I was channeling, like, you know how the new age people are like channeling your inner child. But I got back to that. I was like, I was a wild child. That was a wild one. And I got that. I I I think I I yeah, I got in touch with that aspect of myself of being truly fearless and having this like let's see what happens. And I got there. I had researched the hell out of that airport. I already like did my internet search. I knew what bus to take. Um and you know you prepare everything i was like i'm gonna get to this station and then from the airport i just have to get to here ex- get to the atm exchange get my money go buy the ticket here get on the this bus number and so i got there i like called my parents to be like hey i made it i'm gonna head out to the school and once i get to the school and get wi-fi i'll call you again and so i get to the bus stop i go to the right bus but then i sit down and then they make announcements for the bus stops but they're in korean and here i was like how the hell am i gonna know that i'm in korean but good thing that like um google maps you can still like track yourself on a map if you have like the gps on although you don't have data so i did that finally got to the um got off the iwa because i went to iwa women's university got to that stop get out and i'm like okay so how do i get to the school and i remember i like found i still remember me and my huge ass suitcase i had so much shoes and clothes like i saw one more shoes and clothes but anyways i carried this long huge ass suitcase down this hill and then i like spoke to this one street seller and i was like iwa odeo and then she literally points and so i go down the hill enter iwa and then now it's a matter of figuring out like where my um 
like dorm is going to be and that was a whole part of it there it like literally took me two to three hours just to check in and get into my room but like once i made it there the sense of relief i like passed out woke up at like 12 midnight and good thing in korea like it just does not sleep so i went and got like chicken and i found this random ass restaurant that i walked into and all i did was like point so that was my level of it and i remember the next day like my battery was like running low on my phone and i didn't bring like an adapter plug in like the small things i just do not think of and so here i am i like a Daiso um, trying to figure out how to communicate to someone I want a yeah I want a converter um, to charge my phone and I don't have data so here I am like no Wi-Fi going around the store trying to communicate to a, <laughs> to a person who my Korean skills were like bare minimum like beginner maybe like minor like 1.1 yeah and so i figured it out i think i talked to the person i ended up just spending so much time in the store until i got it and you know it was like the small feats that you would have it's like oh i figured out how to how to like buy go to a store and like buy milk and how that works or like figuring out how to get like a train card figuring how to use the train like you feel so many small wins and i came out of this experience i had like a huge community of girls and the dynamics were so different like um you and your teachers had like your teacher created a cacao talk which is like a messenger that's really popular there and everyone would talk to it and this program that i was in had a lot of girls in it for the summer so it was amazing to meet women from all over the world and we're all the same age um and like going shopping and the cafes and the adventures and going out together it was like a good time that i think i needed at that time and these small small wins just overall built me up um and it was just like a sense of self-discovery of knowing that i have all these other strengths that maybe don't show themselves in the day-to-day or in the environment that i exist on where silent silent only certain aspects of myself of myself are allowed to thrive more than others like through this experience i discovered a lot of strengths i learned that i am very resourceful but he also shifted the way that i view life prior to that i thought if you want to do something you have to buy that one thing to do that one thing and it made me realize that you don't have to have everything together but we always have enough to get started if that makes sense for example i could in my head i was like oh my gosh how am i gonna get the money to like pay for the program when i'm there for the summer to like pay for me living there to pay for the flight but then it also takes resourcefulness it takes talking to people expressing what you want to do and people will always point you towards people can help but also reimagining your world and what you can do like i realized if i wanted to save enough money to go there comfortably and not be like oh i can't do this because i'm broke um i just spent like that entire winter semester not buying stupid shit like 
I no longer went shopping every weekend to Newbury Street because that used to be a hobby of mine. And even from that experience, it like transported me into the world of minimalism and the way that I view my clothes. And from that, because I was, I, I almost had like this sad palette of like, these are the only clothes that you have. I was able to be more creative in my outfits rather than, oh, in order for me to have this outfit, I need to buy those shoes. But I'm like, is that real, that specific skirt when I have like a variation of it that still makes a great outfit and got to explore my style and do other things. So it made me realize that you don't need to buy a bunch of stuff. You have everything. You have the internet, which can teach you any, everything you kind of need to know, like, I knew so much of the dorms before I entered because I watched so many YouTube videos about it. I learned about the airport. That's all information that's out there that supports you. And knowing that, like, I'll be okay anyway because I also know how to seek that out and to be okay to ask those questions and to share my desires. But also this whole idea of a lot of people I've I had been saying for if you knew me in like. Um, high school i used to say and most people would just like think it's like it'll probably never happen in a lifetime and they would kind of like laugh it off and be like oh ha 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 lily and i literally went and they just like shut up because i think you have to realize that people have a very limited world and they only know the world that they know and so whenever you say something absurd or like out of their purview they're not they're not gonna they might be your biggest supporter and they might not but you cannot take um people's limited view of the world as the reality of it because there's a world beyond ourselves we just have to be open to that and i realize that it's like i personally am one of those people who tells people what i want to do just because it is a means of almost making it a reality but I'm also aware that there are people's opinions that you will hear and to be able to differentiate like is this just person's very limited worldview of that and understanding where they're coming from is a whole nother growing aspect of myself because people would say stuff and I'm like that's your worldview that doesn't have to do with me like thanks for the mental note I'll keep it and if they're right well <laughs> it sucks to be me and I'll figure it out from then like I'll have learned my lesson but I wouldn't want just your world people's perceptions to be my guiding thing and this is one thing that has that i gone from this experience and i came back and people were just like so surprised and i was like yeah it can happen and you know what I mean? and you expand also their world because they know what a person at least did this rather than like just saying things um, it give, I also think it gives credit to yourself because and then it makes you a person who is worthwhile because it's like you talk the talk, you walk the you walk the talk or talk the walk. One of you know that idiom. Um, tenacity, I think, is another thing that I learned uh, over the course of this uh, experience. Um, my grandmother uh, named all my like me and my siblings all different things. I can say in Rwandese because my Rwandese is not that good, but what she named me was like. Um, Lily's the one who stays and keeps working when the farmers have already gone home and um, I think I really saw this in here in the in my degree of perseverance and just going through it and having a vision and just running with it 
and believing in yourself, which I think is a quality that I didn't think I had. And yeah, this was a gift that I got. And it's something that I know that I'll go through life is like, I know that I'm the type of person, if I like something, if that's what I want, I'll stick through it. And I believe that's a great characteristic because it's almost a self-assurance in myself that the question of like, will I succeed? Will I be this? Will I be that? Is not a question because I know I can do it. I have done it in like this aspect of my life. So why can't I? I've already built that sense of assurance I can do it in whatever else comes my way. And it's a bad, it's now just a matter of like, what do I want to do with that degree of passion? Because doing the day to day, I can do it with a vision. But what is the vision? That's where I lie now. Um, this experience also take, taught me to be courageous. Um, and to be courageous in my own self. And I think we speak of courage a lot, but it's a very scary thing. And it's something that you have to do for yourself. Um, and no one can do that for you. And yeah, being courageous. And I think um, that has added to a lot of my way of life or like I'll just do this and I really like that aspect of myself because now I define myself as like stuff will scare me to the end of the day but it will also really annoy me to the point that I just have to do it just to get over the fear of it like that sense of courage because I want to be a courageous person um because I I want to be a person who even though like stuff will happen I will always do the right thing and to do the right thing is always so difficult and if I can build it up like a skill why not and this experience taught me that um confidence um when you win over trying to figure out how um to go from one place to another place in another country um and winning the small wins that you get every single day like oh my gosh the day i figured out how to use my door all these small wins gain so much of your confidence on how you see yourself in the world that like you can say whatever you want to say at me but i know that like i'm worth more i have so much aspect and yeah i think this experience truly bolstered um my own confidence in myself and my abilities and also how I see myself I literally went to a foreign country where there's like no one who looks that much like me I feel like over the course of like when I was there I only saw like two or three black people and it also and you know what I mean I was like alive I made it I did stuff um yeah, and I walked through this. I, it was almost like there's no one that looks like me. I can do whatever the hell I want with no judgment. And it truly was a no judgment zone. Um, yeah, of like, I have to be this or I am this at home. Therefore, I have to be this year. It was play around, figure out who you are, what you like to do. Um, it's like a it's like an adult play not adult it sounds really weird to be like it's an adult playground but it's a playground where you can go through the swings or like the hanging things you can climb um yeah and 
and it also taught me about humanity i think um how we're so much the same wherever you go into the world like people are the same and the sense of approaching people and being willing to listen to their story but also to share your story because i think i was very much a person who listens to a lot of people but sharing my life with others um was something that was difficult it was almost like my family you know it was like a very closed circle thing and um you realize that we connect in our experiences and that's what being a human is and we're all the same wherever you go into the world so like go do it's not like it's the whole thing of like oh um people oh you're like i'm i don't know if i can go to asia because maybe they'll hate me because i'm a black person or i can't go here because oh i'm a woman or i can't do this because of that um at the end of the day they're all human beings and were there a few people who just like stared at me but most people were just like you're just they looked and then they continued their day and other people just did not care and yeah no one like said anything did anything to me i just lived my life and when you realize that most people are worrying about the same stuff that you worry at home about like there's nothing to stop that and so coming to the second portion of this podcast which is um why not me why not me is the mentality and the mantra that i have for myself right now in a lot of like things that i aspire to do um and it's the whole thing of like betting on yourself because no one else will bet on you i couldn't uh rely on my parents to like make me want to go to korea that is something that i want to do for myself and betting on yourself and taking chances on yourself because no one else would and if the world is against you like you someone's gonna be at the end or the other end of the table it's like it sounds like a really bad analogy but you know how in the stock market there are people who um bet on the other side of like these companies failing and all these things someone has to be on the other end and if the whole world says you can't be all these things why not just be um and it sounds very easy and like new wavy to say um but there's also a practical part of it um i'll give an example so the job that i have i got it i found it on the internet like (laughs) where else does a person find a job um and I like looked at the criteria that they wanted in terms of responsibilities and all of that stuff. And I was like, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And then I looked at the uh, requirements and one portion of it was a PhD. And I was like, "Eh, I'm just going to apply and see where it goes. And so I applied and I got I got like that email to do the first round, the second round, and then the final. And like when the first day of work came and they're presenting my coworkers, and here I am with people who like studied mathematics and are like super geniuses. And I'm like, hello, I am Lily. I studied information systems and philosophy. Uh, yes, imposter syndrome hit. But then I also remembered myself, I remembered this, but also my dad told me this, you got here for a reason, because someone who read that criteria said, she, okay, she showcased she can do that, she can do that, she can do that, so then why not her? That's the question you have to ask yourself, because 
you have to take a chance because if you don't take a chance you won't ever know and you also don't know the other person the other end we don't read each other's minds so maybe someone will see something in you maybe it'll be a random of like oh she went to the same school as i or i know those classes are hard or i have an idea of like how that looks like and it will apply to here we have no idea so might as well just take the chance and do it and however it falls it falls but at least you had the courage to do it and see where it takes you because that's life um we don't re- like you don't really know ev- everything exactly there's so many variables that come into this life and sometimes you just have to take that portion of it and run with it if something interests you like this is a thing that i did it's like if i'm even 50 percent interested in it i'll just do it and even if i make the most basic ass application that there is i'll put it in and see where it takes me and if i'm more than 50 percent or i see real great value in it and there's only one thing that i don't qualify for i'm just gonna i'm just gonna showcase myself to the best of the criteria that showcases i'm a potential competitor or someone willing for that position and Another thing that I learned in the why not me thing is just because in this world, just because one person says no, that doesn't mean it's no from everyone else. And I remember I had an internship sophomore year and I really wanted to explore like the fraud space and tech consulting and all these other things. And the one person that I knew, I kept on asking her and she just couldn't get me there and all I did was like talk to one person and he was like yeah I got connects and he put me a day into one this place and another place in that place and he was the person who opened that door but you still have to continue knocking because one of those doors will have to open and maybe we'll just connect on the fact that you like baseball or your favorite color or something but we're all human beings you have to realize we're all human beings and there's something that interconnects us at some point and just because one person says no doesn't mean everyone's gonna say no um and being able to dust yourself when it happens so yeah that is all for today um takeaways is i would love for you guys to consider this i don't know in your morning walk cup of coffee whenever you actually not on a device think like what are two what are your life pivot points what are events that have defined us and they don't have to be as grand as me leaving the u.s to go to korea um they can be everyday moments it can be opportunities it can be friends it can be exposure to something new um because there has to be something i believe in that and so i wish you all the best in your reflection you can always message me directly to let me know and i've also started an instagram so follow me and if you want just like dm me on what your insights were i would love to hear it and with that have a great one